0: listening particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you. And that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank you for listening. I'd love to start connecting with you, my listeners. If you'd like to share your thoughts about this episode or any of the episodes, watch for posts for each of them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I can imagine the energy of connecting over these inspiring people's stories. I mean, maybe, just maybe, you have the same passion or maybe you've been wanting to talk to someone with this thing going on. Yes, we need to talk. Come find me. Hello listeners. in this week's episode I'm talking with Tom Ahern from Melbourne, Australia. Tom is a CrossFit coach, a podcaster, an NFL player, or was a former NFL player, a writer, an adventure traveler, and probably a few more things I'm not even listing, but it sounds like I'm, I'm talking with five people, but this is actually one guy. And what we talk about is how he went from having sort of a really tough event when he was playing NFL in Australia that uh, drove him down his own journey of changing his life and sort of finding how to mm, make it better. And through his story, you will learn some things, but what I really think is worth paying attention to is how he takes this event that was really tough and turns it around to something where he can help others Dealing with the same situation, so with that, here is a very intriguing Tom Ahern. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Glistening Particles.
1: Cool, James. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm it.
0: I'm so glad to have you here. Um, let's let's tell our listeners a little bit about how we stumbled upon each other, which I can't actually figure out. I don't know. It was on Instagram. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's the modern world. There's uh, there's always um, some something happening bizarre on social media. I don't know what it is. Oh, sorry. That's, I should turn it off. My phone going?
0: <laughs> Thanks uh, for the reminder. That's
1: hilarious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I oh, know. Cause friend you friend are me. a podcaster.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. That's bizarre. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Okay. Um, that is hilarious. That is completely unprofessional. <laughs> oh, let's go.
0: Well, that's okay. You're at the right place then. Cause we're, you know, shaking it up here all the time. So yeah, I think I saw you yeah. on, on Instagram and some way cool deadlifts and Kept watching that. I, I do actually watch things like that because I, I have this like dream of someday doing CrossFit kind of things. So I do look, yeah, I follow those yeah. kind of things just for fun.
1: Well, yeah, for me, it's, um, I just recently started a business called The Mind Mate, which at the moment is a, uh, it's a non-for-profit um, when I'm just trying to bring sort of open and honest communication within the, the realm of mental health to the forefront. Um, I had a pretty severe experience with uh, with mental health for, for a good couple of years in between sort of. 2014 and, and 2017 and um i feel like the 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 niche for this business started it actually started from me writing a book um about my whole experiences um which you can get into but the niche was not for me it's because I, I had such a specific form of ocd and um and obviously generalized anxiety which kind of developed into some depression there but um it was just so specific that whenever i tried to look out to to the world for uh any advice or any ways to sort of combat what I was going through, and um, at the time, you know, I was very, very interested with the with the idea of recovering, mm-hmm. you know, and all right. that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but I, I couldn't I couldn't find anything. Um, hmm. I couldn't find anything, and so this is why I started the business because in in in, in, in learning about anxiety and the, and the wacky world of mental health, what I came to realize was that there was so so um, so much commonality um, in between. What I was going through, what my friends are going through, and and these things just weren't being discussed. And you know, and mental health is a, I believe, is the most important thing. If you're not happy in your own little wacky internal universe, then how mm-hmm. how what nothing else can make you happy on the outside. So, it's it's the most important thing. And um, yeah, it's just sort of the the feedback. I've started a YouTube channel. Um, I'm writing the book, and um, I'm uh going back to to study, and uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, eventually starting, um, online wellness coaching and doing retreats and programs and and CrossFit. And, um, the, the feedback has been fantastic. And I think, uh, with me being a podcaster as well and, um, developing the confidence, developing the, the confidence to just say whatever I want uh, when I want, as long as it coincides with who I really am, Mm -hmm. giving, giving a voice to, to mental health is, has been, um, extremely motivating for me because, the feedback has been um, amazing. Like I said, and people are saying, "Oh, you know, it's so good to hear you." You know, hear you do this and this and this. And I'm like, "Oh, look, it's just, it's just." I'm just trying to be honest, you know, because I would have loved it um, if someone reached out for, to to me when I was going through it. So mm-hmm. it's just, um, it's, it's, it's cliche in a way, but um, it kind of works for me.
0: <laughs> I was wondering, like, what do you think it was about you at that time that that led you to take action, like you're doing, versus just continuing to suffer
1: yeah yeah so i mean that's a obviously a really good question because um that was something that i asked myself a lot and i didn't really know to be honest with you until last week when i was on a, a podcast before and um I, I sort of thought and I was like, oh shit, I probably should uh give them an answer here. <laughs> but, um,
0: so that wasn't was. that wait, that so, wasn't an original question? Yeah. Darn it. I thought I was like all over that original question there. We yeah, I know, <laughs> nah,
1: yeah. So you yeah, it was good. It was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. <laughs> no, nah, look, the, uh it was it was really sweet it was weird. So to to give you the background, so I um I was always anxious as a kid and I always used to play funny little games in my head. But um I was eighteen, uh and I had my first sort of very real panic attack, um, on mushrooms. I'd taken a lot of mushrooms before, um, gotten into the world of sort of psychedelic drugs a, a little bit. Um, this experience, I just wasn't in the right place. I was chasing the wrong things in life. I thought that, uh, success was all about playing, um, sport, the sport that I play, which is AFL or used to play, sorry, mm-hmm. um, at the, at the professional level. I thought it was all about chasing girls and, and get pissed on the weekend and, and all this sort of stuff. And, Kind of things that society says is kind of cool, you know, mm-hmm. just to let your hair down. Um, and I had this big sort of trip on, on psychedelic mushrooms and, uh, and the, my, my, my inner subconscious just came out in a big way and just, yeah, it kind of just was like, you know, this is not the right way. And I had a big panic attack. And, um, in, uh, in, when I was 21, so I'm 24 now, but when I was 21, I, I had a, two big panic attacks and, and one was related to, to, um, sexuality um which was weird because i'd i'd known i was straight for my whole life and i had this just big anxiety oh what if this happens and what if this happens Mm -hmm. um and uh you know that's the thing about anxiety is it's always going to attack you where where you at at really you are at really who you are so you start to question yourself but the other one was um about hell and eternal suffering and i'm not really overly religious at all but it was just this concept of eternal suffering and, and and hopelessness and uh and it freaked me out because there, there's no, you know, you can't ever get out of that shitstorm you're in when you're when you're suffering for it eternally. And I, I developed OCD, where I would have to pick up rubbish, um, you know, set my alarm in the middle of the night, pick up rubbish whenever I could to put in the bin to prove to God that I was a good Samaritan. I don't, don't know how anxiety manifests like that, but it, it did with me. And um, yeah, it was it was it was quite bizarre. But what I what I learnt from the whole thing because there was a point. Where I, um, I hit depression, I hit rock bottom, and I started thinking about, you know, ways to sort of kill myself and fin- finish it all off. And, um, and yeah, the the thing was that that, uh, that that kept me in it in the fight was actually my my the that my love, uh, sorry, my mum's love for me. So it was her mm-hmm. unconditional love. And from a from a kid, she always used, she always used to tell my sister and I two things. It was make your vocation your vacation. So do what you want every day and try to monetize that, which is mm-hmm. obviously what I'm trying to do now. I and know, the other that, I know was, that
0: story, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's, it's the best, hey? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, the other thing she'd always used to tell Lauren and I um, was, um, do not ever harm yourself or kill yourself because if you do, you'll have a very angry mother to deal with on the other side. <laughs> and uh, just for, for some reason, it just always stuck in my head. And, um, you know, I, I, ironically for me, I thought that the best way to kill myself would be to attach a rock to my leg and, and jump in a pool. Um, yeah. And the, the reason I say it's ironic because I actually have and still do to some degree a, a fear of drowning. So that is a right there. If, if you don't know how bizarre anxiety is, that's mm-hmm. it right there for you. But now she, I, you know, I've, I've told her that, and um, I still really believe that mum, mum really saved me. Yeah.
0: That's I am- mean that's an amazing uh, tribute to your mum. Good for her. Right? Knowing to say that. Jeez. She must have known deep down that she had to say that for all those years, for those moments, you know, whatever yeah. it happened. You know, all of this is so fascinating to me. There, Like, there's so many things that you just said in the last two minutes or so. It's so fascinating, like, how this manifested in you. Sometimes I wonder, you know, if we talk to every individual on the planet, if there would be things that... That they had that were similar but different. You know what I mean? Like it would manifest in different ways, but it would have that same sense of overpowering us to the point where Mm. we have to like regroup our life. You know, like how do I even function in with this overpowering information in my head? You know, and I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if. Um. I mean, these are all just like speculation, wonder things. These I'm not solving any of this in this moment, but. But I do think these things happen to everybody in different ways. And I almost think that like maybe the mushrooms were some sort of a um, fast path to enlightenment. And so they have yeah, happened fast for totally you. Good. Yeah. So like for me, like it was a slow path to enlightenment, but the closer I get to what I would call enlightenment or whatever people want to call it, but it's some sort of better understanding of the universe and how all the cogs fit into all the gears or whatever. Um, it's yeah. like more of, those kinds of things try to get at me or get in my head. You know what I mean? It's almost like the they're bigger mm-hmm. now. the The hurdles of of anxiety are bigger. I mean, I don't live in an anxiety moment all the time, but when they come at me, I'm like, "What the heck? Where did you even come from? I was walking yeah. along here, having a great day. <laughs> Everything was good. Makes you know,
1: I'm thinking about yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like some random oh, fear out of nowhere will just blindside me, you know, so I totally get what you're saying. And I think if you talk to every human, at least every human who's awakening, and um, thinking about things beyond the moment, uh, they will have those stories.
1: Yeah, I I totally completely agree with everything you said. I mean, psychedelics, I mean, I I wasn't overly spiritual. um, But uh, I sort of started having a bit of play with those, like I said, and then um, it's just some things like, a, a man of mine sort of described it as psychedelic drugs can sort of can just show you the end result, and then meditation can just keep you in that sort of path on self-awareness to, to reach um, mm. and use the word enlightenment, which I totally agree with. I think I feel like for me, um, the path that I'm that I'm on right now, enlightenment is just um, just moving through life in a way that coincides with who you truly are as a person. And mm. sometimes it's really hard to find who you are as a person because we have so many external distraction, especially in the world of um, of social media and and technology, it's yeah. hard to just reroute back down to, to who you are. And that's why I'm so, so um such a big advocate of, of meditation. Because like I said before, and they, these weren't severely self destructive things. You know, I was a young kid. I mean I was I was um and to, to to many respects I still am. But um I was I was partying on the weekends, trying to chase girls and I was playing footy and and, and all these sorts of things that you know, for all intents and purposes, a normal for, mm-hmm. for kids of, of that age, the 17, 18, 19 age, age bracket. Um, but for me, um, what I've truly come to discover, and I've, I'm, sure I will discover the more I, the more I practice introspection, um, in my life is that I'm someone that loves making, loves making people laugh, mm-hmm. loves self development, loves, loves entering a place and then leaving the place knowing knowing that I just got better in, in some domain in my life every day and that's that CrossFit provides that physical element of of, of uh of personal development for me. Mm-hmm. Um but part C is just is just getting to know people and this is why I, why I like your your podcast um, mm-hmm. so much is because it's a it's a conversation rather than interview, like what we spoke about before. Mm-hmm. But in in learning about someone, you have to know about who they are, what what triggers emotions, what makes them happy, what makes them anxious and you know, that's something that we forget that people look at anxiety as a disorder when in fact it's actually an emotion. So that, 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 that fact right there, uh, reduced my symptoms dramatically because it just, it just, I felt sort of rekindled with everyone. I felt like I was part of the group again, you know, mm-hmm. but everyone that that's um, had anxiety disorder. So that chronic state of anxiety, everybody knows, listen to this, that, that you get a, a very severe sense of isolation and, and realizing that that everyone goes through periods of anxiety, stress, worry—you know, whatever you want to call it—was right. uh, just great for me because I knew that I knew that people were kind of on a similar level to me. But like, yeah, what you said before about um, introspection and just um, being being self-aware, mm-hmm. I think is the most important thing to discover when you're ready to discover it. I went through a lot of demons and you know a lot of scary moments in meditation and, and all that sort of stuff where I was nervous to face i really was because i was nervous at, at who i really was i mean what if i what if there were, was a possibility you know that i wasn't straight and didn't love girls and what mm-hmm. if there was a possibility that i, I didn't want to play it fell that I, I didn't want to um, you know um be with the friends that i was with and 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 what if there was a possibility that you know things could happen to me after death and i could develop mental illnesses i mean all of these things uh, are very very possible things but um it's just a fear of uncertainty, really, and everyone has to come to that understanding that, you know, there are things in life that we can't control, but, you know, on the other side, that's a mm-hmm. wonderful thing about being human.
0: So you're saying that a lot of this you were able to work through through meditation?
1: Yeah, like meditate for me. So I, I in my book and on my YouTube channel, I, I did a thing called Tommy's Ten Commandments, and I feel like meditation is fundamentally the most important thing for anyone just having a true sense of self Mm -hmm. but you have to be ready to 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 begin that path and there were a lot of things in my life it's kind of like you know figuring out okay okay I've got an issue here I need to solve it and Mm -hmm. for me uh, there were a lot of things like my anxiety was like I said you know as as I'm sure you can understand so so irrational that I Mm -hmm. kind of just had to bring my anxiety down to a level where I was okay cool this is this is step one so Meditation, I would say for for anyone, is is the most important thing you could do. Just just spend some time with yourself. Like if you, the best way to to understand yourself is to spend some time with yourself. And I I listened to that on a, uh, on, a on a Sam Harris podcast, and I feel like it's the most eloqu- mm-hmm. eloquent way of just describing how to just you know just be who you truly are. Just spend some, spend some time with yourself and figure out how you act. But I wait, think, wait wait wait, uh, I, qu-
0: I want to comment on that. So I think that because. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're really just talking here. So I'm just going to do that every so often. I'll go, wait, wait, I have a question. So yeah. on, on yeah, the meditation, yeah, sure. I remember like there was a time in my life where I had a ton of anxiety and I don't feel that way now. Now, like I said, it sort of just like blindsides right. me occasionally. And I'm like, who are you? And I have a talk with it and it yeah. goes away. But back then when I would try to do that thing of like spending time with myself, it was, yeah. it was like, um. Uh, it was not good because the whole time I was cycling the bad tapes of worry, whatever I was worried or afraid of at the time. And so it was just like this, like, it made it bigger, bigger, bigger. And so I don't think it was until I figured out that I could step out of that and look at it and go, Oh, look at, there I am. There I am thinking about that. That's You know, we don't need to do that anymore. (laughs) And, And so is that kind of the technique that you use? Like how did you step out of the cycling of worry to um, make cool. the meditation productive.
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so what you just described, I feel, is is mindfulness meditation. Is that right?
0: Yes, just just yeah. sitting and thinking quietly. But I would just be cycling. I couldn't quiet, you know. Quite. Yeah, my exactly.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the hardest thing that when people talk about. So I actually did see a psychologist for about um six months, and um, he's great. He's a he's actually a good friend of mine now. Hmm. Uh, and this started on the 20th of January, 2014. And I know that because I mm-hmm. went back and looked at all my diary entries before I started writing the book. But uh, the great thing about what he did was introduce me to, to mindfulness meditation. And it was, I, I said to him, I, I, I had a panic attack that morning because I was freaking out about what I'd, what I, I didn't want to, you know, I kind of want to lie to him and not be honest because mm-hmm. um, I was scared about facing, you know, what was going on. Um, and I said to him, you know, uh, man, I just want to fucking control these thoughts in my head. They're just pissing me off so much. And he, he kind of looked at me very neutrally. Um, and he said, why would, why would you want to control your thoughts? And I, and I, and I looked at him as though he was, you know, an idiot. I was like, (laughs) what do you mean? Like, then I'd just be, how could I, why I just want to be happy all the time. Are you serious? Like this is the dumbest question I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And, um, he said to me, you know, you can't control your thoughts. You can control your response to the thoughts. Right. And I didn't really understand that at the time. But in in finding out about mindfulness meditation, what I came to learn was the way I see the the, the human body is that everything is set up to survive. So we are the sum total of evolution's uh, best ideas mm-hmm. to, to keep whatever we are, our species, you know, alive. And uh, the, the mind is no different. The mind and the brain—so, well, the brain essentially is—is is this thing that, that tries to keep you alive all the time. So, mm-hmm. when we're thinking, we're keeping, you know, taking in these cues. We're looking at potential danger warnings. And when your anxiety level is set higher than than person B, so it's common person A. If my anxiety is higher than person B, my brain probably is just thinking that I'm in a more dangerous environment than the other person. So, mm-hmm. my mind, my, my anxiety was set on. On high alert, and I kind of had to stop being so engaged within the emotion of anxiety. And this, this, this holds true for the emotion of anger, the emotion of joy, the being excited, you know, we can all, you know, the being happy. I mean, we laugh so much when we're happy because uh, we're just so fixed on, excited on being happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I needed to, I needed to stop being so intertwined with, with anxiety. Like, like you, like you said before, you know, when you, when you were meditating, you just couldn't stop thinking and thinking and thinking. And the, this was the hardest thing I came to realize with, with, with mindfulness meditation um, is that the goal with it is to sit in a comfy chair, take a, a deep conscious breath. So try to focus on something that's very much in the present, mm-hmm. um, because I, I find for me personally that when I when I start thinking about time, you know, um, present um, and future, that's when that's when the, the the thinking starts to to carry on. But if you just focus in the now, uh, you know, the the, the thinking ceases to stop and your mind starts to go off. Oh yeah, but what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And every time you think, or you, 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 you see that you've, you, you've gone off with the fairies and you take that deep conscious breath again, that's kind of like a rep, a repetition in the mm-hmm. gym. You just trained yourself a little bit better to stay in the now, become more self-aware. And it took me 10 months of meditating every single day before I realized, finally realized the concept. But, uh, that's how it works. And, and people get really um, confused on the mindfulness meditation because they're like, oh, yeah, but how do you do this and how do you do this? And what I say to them is that, you know, it's just practice. Like if I'm teaching someone how to do a deadlift in the gym,
0: mm-hmm.
1: someone that has absolutely no body awareness, getting me telling them, hey, keep your chest up, push your knees out, make sure your back doesn't bend, like things like that, they're, they're going to be just as confused as if I told them to, hey, try not to, you know, try to think about your breath. But it's just – it's totally practice. And mm-hmm. I, I believe in that so strongly in that if you want something in life, you just got to practice at it. Practice, practice, practice. And look back in six months and you won't, you won't even, you won't even, um, ama- you'll be so amazed by how far you come. You know, you just have to keep at it. And I was very lucky, like what we spoke about before with my mom sort of keeping me accountable with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, th- uh, it really does make a difference. I mean, even five minutes a day, I mean, and I forget that, you know, I think, oh, you know, I'll take the meditation out of the day because I have so many things going on, but even yeah. five or 10 minutes makes a huge difference in the way that I respond to the rest of my day. Do you find that oh, too? E-
1: exactly. Yeah. Oh, too. I mean, absolutely. Even five minutes. So my my, um, my girlfriend, she she meditates for about five minutes a day and that works really well for her, um, which is great. She doesn't obviously need meditation, um, maybe as much as someone that uses it. I mean, it depends on what you're using it for, you mm-hmm. know, like if you're just kind of using meditation as a way to just keep you sound. Um, and that probably self-awareness comes into a little bit of that as well. Like if you're feeling really happy um, for a good couple of weeks, then you probably may, may only need five minutes. But um, if you're going through a lull, um, mm-hmm. again, if you're using meditation this way, it may be good for you just to spend a little bit more time with yourself just to see what's what's creating these these, these lulls. But for me, I use it more spiritually based now. I try to really tap into to a to subconscious and, and try to look around for lack of a better way of saying it. But meditation <laughs> it's, it's a funny one. Like people say Oh it's 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 great. I love it. Yeah, I think it's I think there's a lot a lot um in the universe that we don't know yet. And um mm-hmm. I think meditation is kind of like a plane trip to to help us find that stuff. Right. <laughs> it's like whatever takes your breath away, hey mm-hmm. like I, I was in Mexico for a for a trip um to the Venture Fit recently and um I was just looking out over the Car- Caribbean Sea and I was looking to my right. There was the Caribbean Sea. It was like a beautiful pristine ocean, and then to my left was this beautiful mine, ancient uh, um, pyramid. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was just blown away by what I was seeing. And I, I was definitely in a in a moment of presence there because I just, there was just so much significance and meaning um, in my life at that point. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just meditation doesn't have to be, you know, sitting on the right. ground with your legs over over the back of your head. It's just being present, just being mm-hmm. in the moment and it can be anything. You yeah. Know, what, what takes, yeah. That away is, is subjective. Yeah.
0: You know? So talk about the adventure fit travel a little bit. What's that? Yeah.
1: Sure. So this is, um, a company founded by, uh, one of my best mates, Bill Kerr. So you can find it on adventure com Hashtag, uh, with a marketing there.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, awesome.
1: Yeah. Just throw it in there. Uh, but Bill and I, we met, uh, CrossFit Coaching back in 2014. So it's, um, yeah, when I was going through the worst of it, there was a silver lining in, in meeting a friend that sort of totally changed my mm. life. And we started a podcast called Adventure Fit Radio, which deals in talking with um, anyone with an interesting story. So very similar to yourself, Jane. And mm-hmm. um, it's taken us on an amazing journey. We've been to LA, down through Mexico, to Bali. We'll be in Iceland at the end of the year. But fundamentally, the travel component. So it's a kind of like travel for the fitness community. So we take people overseas. And uh, uh, we jam-packed the, the trip with um, adventures and we tie in some CrossFits and some, some group exercise, um, all that sort of stuff as well. So it's like if you're if you're keen to stay relatively fit whilst the a holiday because holidays don't always have to be about just getting super pissed and, and putting on a ton of weight, then right. um, <laughs> adventure right. travel is kind of like what we wanted to, to do there. And we try to run it really, really smoothly. You know, like it's not very like, hey, we are your – your tour guides just like hey we're a couple of bunch of blokes that if you want to sleep in you sleep in but this is what the other crew is going to do on the day we have the itinerary packed um we do a, a ton of cool stuff but at the end of the day it's your holiday and if you want to just chill out on a bed or on the beach the whole time then you just do whatever you want we like to um just take groups of we cap it at about 14 but we like to take groups overseas and uh just get to meet awesome people, you know. It's really great, really great.
0: It sounds amazing. Do you, so? Do you take people from around the world that sort of meet up with you on the trip, or do they are they typically from Melbourne or the area?
1: Yeah, it's people from around the world. So in Mexico, we had a French lady. We had two <laughs> a Kiwis. French we had lady. A, uh, yeah, a French lady. Uh, so <laughs> uh, she was lovely. And uh, shout out to shout out to Sophie.
0: <laughs> and, she what? Uh, she was We had
1: a bloke. Float- Shout out to Sophie. She's a legend. I uh, hope she's listening. <laughs> um, and uh, we had a bloke from northern Northern England as well. So, I mean, these are people from all over the place um, that just uh, – I mean, that's the great thing about having an online business, which obviously Bill um, has done so well, is that you can run it off the computer and, mm-hmm. and tap into to the world, you know. It's, we're, it's such an exciting time to, to be living right now. The fact that you and I are actually having an awesome conversation over over a computer is just awesome ah, to me. So, it's magic, and the fact yeah, that we found each other great.
0: super randomly, and here we are, getting to know each other and share our stories. It's so cool. So, do you on these yeah, trips? Um, do you do you try to make them like pre like pushing into fear, like really like super? What's the word I'm looking for? Not just adventure, but extreme sports, extreme things, or is it more just like the yeah. place? No,
1: so we, we try to, we try to pack experiences, um, into the place. It, it's not, it's not, it's not like an adren, we don't, uh, I guess target adrenaline junkies. We, so okay. in Mexico we did, um, we did, um, we always have a seminar as well with like some sort of, um, expert within their, within their field. So we had a gymnast, a high level gymnast in Bali. We had a weightlifter in, um,
0: hmm.
1: Mexico. It's basically like we do, um, whitewater rafting, uh, we can do abseiling and rock climbing, um. All that sort of stuff, but we mm-hmm. would never, you know, I've done scuba diving and, and things like that, CrossFit classes. Um, kind of appeals to that sort of person, okay, but we would you. never sort of target, um, you know, the adrenaline junkie who wants to skydive without without a uh, without a backpack on and <laughs> things like that. It, um, okay, it's very much adventure based, and our demographic is literally just, I mean, we've had people as young as eighteen, or up to uh, a thousand. So you know, that's <laughs> obviously not. But it's, it's, it's I want to meet
0: that person. Is that the French lady, or is yeah. that somebody else?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was Sophie. I think she's um. Well, she clearly is um. Is pretty good at good meditating, so she wouldn't be a thousand otherwise. So, <laughs> well, she's eating the right food. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like a pretty fun crew, though. I mean, especially just the diversity of it. You know that you're bringing all these. That's what I love about. That's kind of what I love about the show is bringing all different ages, all different walks of life, all different experiences. But letting people find the connection, so that's what you're doing with your trips. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's really fun, and like you said, the the podcast is great because we've had um, you know, all 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 different sorts of people. But anyone that's really happy and really excited and has a story to tell, you can just you can just bond with it straight away because you just want to you want to you want to know about what makes these people tick. Like the reason why I jumped on the podcast straight away is because me, I love. I love crossfitting. I love making people laugh. I love, like, um, going out and eating food. I love doing all these sorts of things. But then there's people out there that get just as much enjoyment from life, probably even more, from doing things like chess and Mm lawn bowls and, like, really different things to me. But I'm like, why do you love that shit so much? Like, I want to know. Right. (laughs) Just hearing, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, ours are very similar, aren't they? Very similar.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs) Very conversational, just like, you know, you're a human, I'm a human, like, let's just, let's just become that.
0: The hearing yeah. people's stories of what they're excited about is like almost riding the wave of their excitement. You know, it's like being able to have it. Completely agree. Yeah. So, okay. So you've got the book and that, when is the book coming out by the way?
1: Yeah. So the, the book will be out um, hopefully by the end of next year. So I just want to build up a, a big forum uh, probably probably coincides with that I sort of start doing online uh, wellness coaching, and um, I'm just really really pumped about that, that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. the book will come out the end of next year, and the book is in part a self-help, half a, a memoir of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the biggest thing that I want to do with this, um, because you know, like I'm studying uh, counselling and to to a lesser sense psychology now, but mm-hmm. um, the biggest thing I want to let people know is that you know I'm not a clinical psychologist. Maybe I will be. Uh, down the track, but at this stage I just want people to 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 really know who I am and, and what I went through um to be one hundred percent as honest as I can be. So, you know, um the book is is the most honest uh portrayal of what I went through and I I, I wanted to reach out to publishers, but the publishers I reached out to were um, you know, were more conservative based and thought that I would offend a few people um and trigger triggers the people with anxiety. But you know, I, I, like, I want to put it out there even more, so I'm going to self-publish it because of that. Um, because I, I feel like, you know, I'm being as honest as I can and people, um, will benefit from hearing that because they'll be able to, I guess, learn a bit more about the road anxiety can take you down, um, especially within things I have with OCD and derealization, which is a, a form of anxiety where you can become so stressed, you can almost hallucinate. Um, mm. And, uh, and I, I have looked played it before on, on psychedelics. So, uh, they were pretty similar, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was, um, I, I want the book to be the most honest thing in the world. Now that, that's why it's taking a while, um, to, to, to finish off. But yeah, I'm really, really excited about the book.
0: I think the biggest, um, enlightening message that you told me today about anxiety is that I never understood it as an emotion. I understood it as a yeah. condition and so that alone, yes. I think, could really change people. It's always the perception, like, um, I don't know if this is a, psych- a psychology term specifically, but it's one that means something to me, which is being empathic, you know, where you feel other people's feelings. Have you heard yeah. of that? Okay. So I I did not know what that was until maybe 10 years ago when someone mentioned it or basically said that's what what's happening because I would feel all these feelings mm-hmm. that I couldn't figure out where they were coming from. And both both physical and emotional like out of the blue. And, um, they said, well, you're, you're empathic and you're picking up other people's feelings. And just knowing that changed everything for me, like everything, Absolutely. because I just had a new perception of what, what reality was in my life. And I think what you're saying about anxiety being an emotion could be a big game changer for people. So that's really yeah. Good information.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, um, completely agree. Uh, one of the things I wrote in the book is that, um, when I learned that, and like I said before, it reduced my symptoms severely because mm-hmm. I was able to re engage back with the people around me. But, uh, it is bizarre that just, you know, no one understands that. I mean, people look at stress and worry and breaking down and anxiety and fear in what I think I said five different things. They're five different things and they're all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just your mind reacting to a, to a cue, thinking mm-hmm. that, that cue is going to cause you physical harm, and then you respond in fight or flight. And we have to become self-aware because we have to realise that, especially in in the privileged lifestyle that I lead, like I'm very lucky to be, you know, um, a healthy person in, in Melbourne, and um, I'm just not in anywhere near as much danger as I would have been as my ancestors would have been, where they were constantly fighting bears in caves and and just out in the wilderness to survive. And so our, our minds and our brains haven't really evolved that much um, mm-hmm. from back then. You know? we're, we're, we're homo sapien, and we've been homo sapien for, what, two million years, I, I believe. But um, whatever it is, um, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty similar. And so we have to we have to know these concepts to be like, oh, shit, you know, what if I left the kettle on? Oh, you know, just relax. <laughs> it's all good. You know, nothing it will be, it'll be okay. It's just your emotion. Just, you know, it's all good. <laughs> so... You're exactly right. Anxiety as an emotion, it Mm -hmm. can become a disorder when you have it chronically, but anxiety as an emotion is nothing to be fearful of. And it's, again, the irony of being fearful of fear is just another way that uh, anxiety just tries
0: to cook your head up. (laughs) Yeah, it does try to do that. That's that's exactly what it is. Okay, so I have another question for you about CrossFitting. How did you get into that?
1: Yeah, well, CrossFit, uh, I found CrossFit when I was going through – going through the worst that OCD had to offer for me. So it was um, – I've always loved uh, pushing the limits of, of physical of physical exercise and um, I played AFL, which is kind of like your NFL, um, oh, okay. AFL my whole life. Yeah, it's, it's really good fun. Um, I played it up to about – I was sort of 21, 22 and uh, I had a uh, – halfway through – oh, sorry, early – no, late 2013, I got cut from a, a team that sort of if I had made would have um, – would have may have projected me along the the avenue to, to afl which would have been awesome it was vfl so it was one step down i got cut and there was a couple of other things that were going on in my life my external life um mm-hmm. that were becoming very volatile so my my parents were divorcing and my 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 cousin was dealing with some serious mental health issues and so was my sister and, and uh, other things were happening that it just caused me that little bit of stress and when i had the panic the on-field panic attack playing afl i just i uh, i couldn't deal with it anymore and i uh I found CrossFit because a friend of mine introduced it to me and it just, I did one workout. So in CrossFit, we call it a WAD, a workout of the mm-hmm. day. Right. And it, I was completely addicted to it. I fell in love with it straight away because that one hour of training, I was, I was in the moment. I was present and I was, was able to escape, uh, the, the shit that was going on in my life. And it was, um, that was, it was causing me down a dark road. And I'm just so grateful that my friend, um, introduced me to CrossFit because CrossFit, was an escape for me, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I was I was completely addicted to it, and uh, I was just lucky that I found something that was more or less a positive addiction in my life, because um, I could have just as easily found the bottle, I could have found drugs again, I could have found the food, anything, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I found CrossFit, and um, I still I I did get some remnants of, of negativity with the addiction. I, I had a couple of knee um, knee injuries that I caused myself by overtraining and. The back issues and stuff, but more or less, um it was it was the best thing for me. And I was every hour, every day for what for for one hour in every day, I was able to escape my O C D and it was it was the best thing ever.
0: So were you are you a trainer now, a CrossFit trainer as well?
1: Yes, I'm a CrossFit coach. Yes. A I've coach, been coaching okay. for about uh four years, ever mm-hmm. ever since that sort of stuff.
0: That happens so four years now yeah i have a okay i have a want to sort th- let's let's uh unpack this about the addiction to the crossfit because yeah i have uh, a similar i don't i don't crossfit let's not set that out there in the world <laughs> i have a, desi- sure. a, desi- a desire a short, to a but yeah, yeah i have not done that yet but i do find sure. that there are things that i do that will take me away from the stuff that i don't want to deal with or whatever uh yeah. whether it's anxiety or just whatever it is and it might be biking or it might be podcasting, for example. And I can throw myself in that world and just like I don't even know time exists. Do you find that? Well, mm. I guess CrossFit is a yeah. set hour, so you kind of know time exists. But is there some sort of like balance of when that's okay and when that's not okay? Definitely. As far as escaping, Definitely. using something like that, an addiction to escape from what's going on?
1: Yeah, and I think it, it, a lot of that – goes in how you sort of phrase what you do i mean for me Mm -hmm. now crossfit's not escape it's a it's a beautiful part of my life Mm -hmm. um back then it was an escape and i i kind of feel like it it was good um but not to the extent that i was overtraining. you know Mm -hmm. but sometimes you just need to 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 get away from things um Mm -hmm. i feel like medication for this is just my obviously non-clinical um opinion but uh You know, I feel like medication sort of works well for people suffering mental illness. Um, but only as like a band aid, you know, I think Mm -hmm. medication can probably work well to to numb some of the symptoms, but that doesn't mean you should give up, you know, in dealing with yourself because at the end of the day, the anxiety or or whatever it is you're experiencing, if we're talking about Mm -hmm. the anxiety realm, it's just habitually tuned to to be set to a high level as it was for me. And, um, I, I was aware of that and CrossFit you know, it was great for one hour of a day, uh, every day, but I, I realized that as soon as I walk out of the gym, I was plunged straight back down and I needed to realise that there were other things in my life that I needed to attend. And, you know, that one hour was great because I could just I was I was with everyone else again. But then mm-hmm. when I came out of it and when I was on that road to um, to uh, to making myself a better person, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it recovery, I'd call it making myself a better person. I was forcing myself to be uncomfortable. You said it before, you know, um, sometimes there's need for escape. Sometimes there's a need to confront Mm -hmm. issues because everyone's got issues. Everyone has things they're working on. And um, sometimes you you just have to suck it up and realize you're you're human and go, okay, this is going to suck, but I've got to do it. And CrossFit, I guess, is a a really good application to life because you go in there and you get faced with extreme physical stress Mm and come out of it um, better than you were the 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 day before. And I guess CrossFit really promoted my love of self-development because I realized that what makes me so happy is that sense of achievement. And when I, when I am achieving something in in any facet of life, I'm I'm happy. So I'm happy to now be uncomfortable. And I think my whole thing is learning, trying to become comfortable being uncomfortable, whether that's public speaking, whether that's Mm -hmm. being the interviewee on a podcast, not the interviewer, uh, you know, talking in in a very open way about my, my, the the issues that I had, but, um, that's what CrossFit was for me. And I think there's kind of a balance of that you need a both. You need, you need, sometimes you just need to get away, you need a holiday, but then sometimes you have to sort of go, okay, it's time to step up to the mark.
0: Well, and it sounds to me like what CrossFit did for you. And I think what it does for a lot of people is, um, you get to this point where after spending a lot of time in life, at least for me, I, I think this is probably what you would say too of comparing to others. Um, certain you get to the point where yeah. you're like, wait, wait, that doesn't really matter. I just want to keep being better, me. And CrossFit is a great example yes. of doing that and having a clear exact, you know, clear measures from week to week of doing that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, CrossFit is the best thing because you go in there, you leave all your ego at the door, you, uh, you're becoming better, you're becoming stronger, you're becoming fitter, you're becoming more flexible, you're becoming better at gymnastics, you're becoming more mobile. You're meeting tons of friends because you see the same people every day, and you start to realize that hey, it's it's all about how I improve. And if I'm constantly improving, mm-hmm. then maybe I'll I'll be able to back in the house, maybe I'll be able to um, you know play with my kids on a weekend, maybe I'll make it to the CrossFit Games. But at the end of the day, you know it's uh it's it's all about you. And that's not to say that team sports are. Uh, are a bad thing. Team sports are great to develop right. those sorts of skills needed in life. But CrossFit is fantastic for self-development. And I would definitely recommend it to anyone mm-hmm. that, um, that is, has sorts of, you know, sort of issues in life, mental health issues, um, you know, but also people that just want to get better at life and want to kick goals. It's the best thing.
0: You know, both of my sons are somewhat interested in the older one. He's 23 and he is interested, but I think he's, he's sort of like hesitant because, you know, he hasn't been, he wasn't, he played lots of sports in school, but he hasn't played sports for a while. And then my younger one, I think that he would get a lot of, um, I don't know, just like self belief by going and doing that. And that's what I meant about, you know, CrossFit is just one example of ways to, um, do our own personal show ourselves that we're working on ourselves and see that the personal triumph of like, we're better than we were last week. We, we've made that accomplishment and there are many ways to do that, you know, but I think they would both enjoy it, but they both kind of hesitate. Is there any advice that you could give for people who are on the edge like that?
1: Yeah, I think CrossFit, um, uh, well, I mean, historically it got a bad rep because it was a new kind of sport and people were moving, we're um, I mean, not to the best of their, their well, you know, not to the best they could. But CrossFit, um, you know, it's vigorous it's, it's physical stress. You're going to be put in uncomfortable situations and all that sort of thing. But I think my advice would be that, you know, the only difference between myself and your son is the fact that I started four, four years earlier um, mm-hmm. than, than he did. You know, I just, I, I started it earlier um, and, you know, it, it's great. Every single exercise we do is functional um, and it's scalable. So if I'm doing a pull-up, someone else could be doing a ring row or they could be doing a, a banded pull-up or, or something that works just, it makes it challenging just beyond their realm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it it. In that respect, it really is for everyone. But fundamentally, I think um, if you're not sure, you're a bit nervous to take the plunge. I guess it's kind of like, you know, if you do take the plunge now, in a year's time, you'll be so happy you did. Right. And on the other right. side of that, in a year's time, if you didn't take the plunge, you know, you may still be where you are. So, I mean, it's like with anything. If you want to go up to talk to someone you find attractive on the street. It'll be a very scary 20 seconds, but it, it'll be the best. It could be the best thing you've ever done. You know? Right,
0: right. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice for all those people worrying about talking to people on the street. Good advice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things Thinking that I, occurred to me is I do that all the time, so it's not even a risk for me. I talk to every stranger I see. Um, so Yeah, yep. <laughs> um what occurred to me is how, now that you're at this point, okay, so you've gone through a lot of the, you know, harder parts of, you know, resolving anxiety and all of the things that you've done and changed in your life. How is that? And, and, and actually being really authentic in who you are, how has that changed your relationships and the people around you?
1: Oh, well, it's just been fascinating. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm best friends with my, my mom and my, and my, and my dad. Now I wouldn't call them my, uh. My father and my mum, obviously, I would, but you know, they're they're my friends more than anything. I've become mm-hmm. more, way more confident in myself. I feel like I'm the most confident person I've, I've, I've ever been, and that's just growing from day to day. But, um, you know, I always felt like I was a leader, but now now I really feel um, uh, a true sense of leadership, and I and I love that. I feel like if I can give voice to people in need, mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't I do it? But the biggest thing. But I, that I learned as well. It's like I have a a lovely girlfriend, um, who will be listening to this one. So Mm -hmm. how (laughs) are you, Siobhan? Please don't overcook dinner. Hello. Um, but, uh, she, she, her and I came together when we were at the best points in our lives. And it's, it's just, um, it's, it's such a great relationship at the moment, you know, and Mm -hmm. we're fully aware that, you know, things change and this might not be forever, but currently right now at this stage of our life, it's really good. And, um, the best thing about it is that I'm, I'm meeting people uh, with, with, with complete positive energy within me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that radiates through. And if I connect with someone that also has that, you just, you just have this bound friendship and that's, that's fundamentally what our relationship is based on now. It's just a great friendship. Um, so it's, it's changed in a lot of ways. Um, you know, just becoming more self-aware and like I said, more confident in myself. It's, uh, it's helping my crossfit it's helping my, my, my work and it's um you know it's everything and it's it's, it's 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 achievable for everyone you know like i i uh i don't i really don't want to be like a, a life coach sort of person i just want to be someone who's just very easy to talk to you know that's mm-hmm. all i want just someone so everyone can feel like they can talk to me but um you know in dealing with yourself and making yourself internally the best person you can be it just coincides it just goes into It ripples into everything you do in life and Mm -hmm. you'll just be amazed. Um, so that's the most important thing I feel is that, um, you can make yourself happy to the point where, you know, you're happy just sitting in a chair all day. You know, you Mm -hmm. don't rely on anything. You don't rely on new technology. You don't rely on iPhones. You don't rely on like even TV series, anything externally to make you happy. If you're totally cool just by sitting somewhere, then you've got it, you know, and then you can do these things in life that just, Coincide with who you are, and you can literally take over the world. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want to take over the world. I mean, we've seen how how that can happen in World War Two. But uh, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's just these things that I uh, that I really believe in, and they're fascinating.
0: Do you? So you have gone after a lot of things in the last few years, in the midst of um, finding <laughs> your way, and the So the book is coming out. We talked about that, and then. You've got the show and all these other things going on like is there something like that's out there next like that you can see even out beyond that that you're looking forward to or are you so in the middle of the latest creation that it, you aren't even on to the next thing yet
1: yeah well i mean i, I definitely want to um i'd love to act like i'd love to be in a movie i want to uh, i want to be in a band i love singing and playing guitar and i love um doing um, live gigs um, I've just got my busking permit, so I'm, I've started busking in the city now, which is awesome. Wait, what's that? Um, I want to do tons of, what was that uh, part? my busking permit. Busking. So it's like, um, busking. So do we call that, is it just us in Australia? We call it busking. It's like when you go out to the street and you just, um, you play guitar and you sing. Oh, or you okay. Play piano you... yeah. <laughs> I don't know what if it's called, called
0: that, it? but I don't know. <laughs> oh,
1: well, that's awesome. Well, you learn something new every day, huh? I know. Well.
0: I, I know. I think we call it street, Players, I don't know what it is. So there's probably, it's probably the, you're probably yeah. right, which is really embarrassing for me, but it's all fun. So good.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I want a straight play. Uh, <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, so I just feel like, you know, practice makes perfect and um, there's nothing you can't do. And I, I just want to do everything. Like I want to, some, someone who's a huge role model for me is, is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And hopefully we'll get to interview him next year because um, we're, um, you know, we're trying to we're set, set these sort of things on – on the podcast, but, uh, he's someone that literally just takes life by the balls and just goes, you know what? I'm just going to give it a go. And if you give it like, uh, like I'm so used to failing now in my very humble age, um, mm-hmm. and going through, going through those periods of just where I felt like I was a failure every day that it just doesn't, you know, worry me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, I like, you just, you, you just give it a go. You know, and if, if you fail, oh, who cares? I mean, we've all fail. It's it not just failure. It's learning.
0: It's just learning. That's yeah, all. Exactly. That's
1: exactly. all it is. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And, okay, wait, wait, wait. You know, how are I you getting?
0: How that's... are you getting Arnold? Are like, is that for real, or is that what you're putting oh, out there to no. the universe that that's that's your big, that's the one you're going after? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Are we doing uh, that we, right uh... now?
0: Are we doing that? Because if we are, mine is Bono. So let me just put that out there. Oh no. Nice. Bono is. Yeah. Okay, so now we've said it. Okay, so this time next yeah, year. Yeah, we now. Okay.
1: you you and I are definitely going to interview or just chill out and chat with Bono and Arnold Schwarzenegger at some point definitely going to happen oh my gosh this is so
0: exciting oh my gosh
1: (laughs) yeah it's good it's good it's definitely going to (laughs) happen but uh, yeah no I think um, if someone you know like Bono as well that just goes oh I'm just going to give it a go and I think they wholeheartedly understand the concept of the fact that you know at some point we're going to die and Mm -hmm. uh, I actually just watched Shawshank Redemption last night and um I thought it was Morgan Freeman that said it, but t- Tim Robbins actually says it. And um, he says, get busy living or get busy dying. You know, mm. you can do it either way you want. And it, you may as well just go and do stuff because, you know, what what else are you going to do if I'm not doing it? So you, that's the, that's yeah, the whole topic.
0: I love that. And you just actually gave me the perfect, the perfect, like I don't know if you knew it, circle back to the beginning to wrap this up. Yeah. Okay, look at this. So early in the conversation I wrote a note about – you had said you were doing what you were supposed to do. You know, you played sports, you chased girls, and you went drinking on the weekends, Mm -hmm. you know, what people at that age do. That's what's normal. And I um, did the same thing, but different, where I did what I thought was normal. You know, you went to college, you bought it, you got married, you bought a house, you had kids, and followed this very, so yours was a different track, but very, like very uh, well worn out track, you know? And I remember the point when I finally changed and shifted and looked at the world very differently. I had my own sort of mushrooms. They weren't actually mushrooms. I don't know what it was. There wasn't anything. It just happened. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so I had this realization, and I remember like biking one day and going, "If I stop now, if I stop this path, I'm basically beginning my path to death." Yeah that's totally. like so that's so cool that you circled it back I guess I was and I haven't seen Shawshank Redemption even though everybody recommends it to me I need oh, to do that oh you have to say it <laughs> promise me you'll watch it so good I will I will put that on yeah. deck for this week I'm gonna finally do it and like quit being embarrassed that I haven't seen it yet
1: yeah
0: exactly exactly <laughs> hey one last question though I did have sorry to tie it back and bring it back around again but what will people experience on the mind mate what will that be about Yes. Yeah, what so- will happen there
1: yeah, so great. Uh, it's a fantastic question. Um, it's just a it's just a forum at the moment, so it's it's on Instagram, YouTube, and 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 uh, and Facebook, and I've just set up the website, and it's basically just a uh, a way to get to try to promote everyone talking about mental health in a similar way that than that I do and, and you do and and, mm-hmm. and people out there do, where they can just talk about it openly and talk about about what they went through and talk about the fact that it's very real, happens to a ton of people you know it's a, it's a way to promote very open and honest communication mm-hmm. and that is what i want to build within the next year whilst i'm still studying and then once i get my diploma i eventually want to look to uh one on one um coaching and then i also want to do programs which will coincide with like you know i'm just off the bat i'm thinking about doing like some 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 bodyweight crossfit um workouts and then doing some mindfulness work and um you know which i can set that up and then i want to do some retreats um, mm-hmm. Where we can take people across the world, which will coincide with AdventureFit, fit. What we do with AdventureFit. bench fit, which will with, uh, yeah. So taking people across the world and and just bringing these these processes and tools that I kind of learnt um, in my recovery, in these daily routines that all these amazing people do, and just kind of like make people maybe like a little bit happier. Like Dan Dan Harris, who wrote the book How to Be Ten Percent Happier, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, when he went down his path to meditation, I just, it's just the best way of putting it. Just, if we can just add a little bit of happiness to people's people's lives, you know, it's, uh, it's the best thing ever. And I, I know that sounds so cliche, but again, the the reason why, why I, I set up the mind mate is because I knew what it felt like, um, to, to be the worst version of yourself and thinking that, uh, you know, the, the world sucks and everybody hates you. And, I never want, I personally never want to experience that again because mm-hmm. uh, I know how bad it is. But I, on the other level, know that there are people out there that are currently going through it. So if I can help them out, like, why wouldn't I help them out? You know, it's just so easy for me to talk and, and explain this stuff. Like, why wouldn't I want to do it? You know?
0: Mm. That's really generous and beautiful of you because not everybody would do that. So good Man, job.
1: That's just so easy. <laughs> I know. But yeah, no, I excited
0: i think i think the only hard the only not easy part of it and i have a feeling you and i have this same thing where i have so many things i want to do that i don't like i don't want to sleep i just want to do all the time
1: mm, mm, absolutely (laughs) and like that's the reason why i I studied as well is because i i have a very personal experience with mental health but I, i don't really know a whole lot about other specific forms so i really want to learn about other people's anxiety. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a clinical psychologist, but I, I want to be. You know, maybe look down the road to that, so I can just really learn more about what goes on in other people's lives. But um, yeah, it means that I'll be sleeping a lot less, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, we can uh, sleep yeah. another time, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what they say: sleep when you're dead. Who needs it now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yep.
0: So um, where so we know we, people can find you at the MindMate dot com right and what are the other places that they could check you out
1: sure so yes and the mind mate so it's just at the mind mate all one word um on instagram facebook and and uh online on the website but um i also have an instagram account which is just tom.ahern my last name is a-h-e-r-n and i kind of i kind of leave the mental health stuff onto onto the mind mate but that's where i sort of plug um adventure fit and um and my personal stuff but if you want to have a listen to me talk tons of shit and be relatively politically incorrect, then uh, you can head on over and listen to our podcast, which is just Adventure Fit Radio. Adventure Fit
0: is one word. Very exciting. Well, you know, I'm going to be listening to more of them because it's been so fun getting to know you. It makes it even more fun. Awesome.
1: Yeah. And you, Jane, as well. Yeah, it was awesome. Loved it.
0: Well, thank you for being here today. And I look forward to seeing all of these things continue to um, get out in the world.
1: Beautiful. Thanks.
0: I love it. Good. All right. Bye now. Bye. I wasn't kidding. Sounded like I was talking to about five people there because he has so many things going on. And I really admire how he took a hard time in his life and turned it into something where he can help others. The biggest thing I learned from this episode was the idea that anxiety is an emotion and not a condition. I think it's so important for how we look at solving it for ourselves feeling like we're burdened with this condition, but we need to deal with an emotion, just like we deal with anger or sadness or whatever it is. And really, the next thing that was so interesting is I ended up next to a woman on a plane a couple of days ago, who was suffering from bipolar disorder. And I could say, hey, you know what? Anxiety is an emotion. And I could say, hey, listen to this episode on Monday. He's got some great things to share. And that felt really good to pass it along. Thanks for listening, everyone. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining.